Hi, this is Gerds and welcome to an awesome episode of the Infinite Trust podcast. Today, I am just so excited to share this person with you because she's talking about clearing stuck energy and emotions in the body. Now, my guest today, she's an amazing soul. Oh my God, we actually did a session after this episode and oh my God, I felt so much energy clear out of my system and just felt at peace. Now, do check out her her details, which will be in the show notes below. Christine Glee is the Chief Growth Officer for Nutritional Frontiers and is the founder of Soul Intelligence Method, an energetic alignment system linked to bioenergetics. She helps clear unstuck energy and emotions without forcing someone to relive past traumas. I know you're going to love this episode. Christine, I'm so grateful to have you on the show and thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm delighted. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, bless you. We are definitely soul sisters from what we've just been sharing. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. I just really want to go back in time with your journey. And what was your life like before you created Soul Intelligence Method? Oh, it's really interesting. Um, I was a corporate turnaround specialist for most of my career, primarily in higher education and uh, education technology companies. So, um, you know, the mission was, um, you know, education was always a way to help people grow, right? And to make lives better. And so my specialty was figuring out what people, processes, or technology do we need in order to make Mm. the business meet the business objectives, the outcomes. Um, And so that there were, you know, the people were energized and that things were working. In essence, you know, I was trying to find what are those underlying causes um, and, um, you know, energetically shift things so that the business would flourish. So I I was kind of doing the work before doing the work, but couldn't be all of me, right? I was kind of, uh, you know, in the spiritual closet. It's not like I would walk into a boardroom with a book of charts and a pendulum, right? Um, So, (laughs) uh, yeah, but I was a corporate badass. I guess that's the way to put it. Um, And kind of um, went through my own journey. Uh, You know, I grew up really um, feeling, you know, just having had a a traumatic childhood and lots of challenges there with an alcoholic parent, um, there was always that sense of not being good enough. So my my drive to succeed was um, overachieve, right? The natural Mm. overachiever. So I was always meeting or exceeding expectations and pushing through my capacity and always doing more, Um, you know, the whole never say die. And I kind of, and I grew up in corporate America, which essentially was very male dominated, right? Um, (laughs) In the States, Um, (laughs) pretty much everywhere, but I'm going to say at least in the States from my experience. Um, And um, I um, grew up thinking, you know, that emotions were a bad thing Mm -hmm. and that being a woman was weak. Um, and, um, you don't show emotions because that's showing weakness and, uh, it manifested in my body physically as cervical cancer. (gasps) Oh yeah. So I was like, uh, I went for my normal routine checkup and they're like, well, there's some funky cells here. We need to do a biopsy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Funky cells came back and they said, um, we need to do a conical biopsy, which is where they bring you to the hospital, um, and do a deeper, deeper dive in there. And, um, between the time I got that diagnosis and the, before I went to the hospital, I pulled out all the stops. I talked to every healer, energy worker, doctor, like friend I could call on. What do I need to do? And the best advice I got was you need to embrace your womanhood. You need to embrace being a woman. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what? I'm like, how do I embrace my divine feminine? What does that even mean? Right. Um, 
I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, I'm like, what do I got to dance? Just move my hips. Was you know? Um, so I did a lot of energy work and that was really the beginning, I think of my like calling and awakening. And so I saw myself as being healed. I did all the energy work. Um, I focused on, um, you know, embracing what it means to be a woman and started to look up like goddesses, you know, like Kali mm -hmm. and Lilith and all, you know, Sekhmet, all of these amazing, I'm getting chills. I'm saying their names, um, Isis, you know, all of these powerful female, um, figures, um, mm -hmm. who were just bold and brazen and, you know, showing me what the divine feminine in their strength and power looked like. And lo and wow. behold, I go and I get the clinical biopsy and, um, I get a call from my doctor and she goes, um, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm like, what? She's like, it's gone. I go, what do you mean? She oh goes, you, don't, you don't have cervical <laughs> cancer. I know. Right. Um, and I said, well, that's interesting. She goes, well, maybe we just cut it all out. I go, yeah, maybe we just cut it all out. No. I can't tell you, you know, was it all physical? Was it all energetic? But I really believe it's the combination of the two. Hmm. I really believe it. Um, and so that was, um, you know, that was the beginning, I think, of my awakening. Um, and then in terms of like, you know, how do I bring that? Then I was like, oh, how do I be me, hmm. the real me, all of me in a corporate environment? And so that's really where I started to embrace my my the spiritual side of me, right? And started to bring that into the workplace. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was like the beginning of it. And then, you know, of course I had my, my own cathartic, uh, cathartic, uh, experience, <laughs> I guess. There you go. Cause I can't even speak. Um, but it's it was, uh, March, yeah, you know, <laughs> March 12th of 2020 is probably, it, it's a date, obviously it's stuck in my brain. And, um, I actually, um, you know, went to, well, I'll tell you about March 12th, 2020. So I'm at a doctor's appointment with my husband who is getting a biopsy on his prostate. Very interesting dynamic, right? Mm, um, he that has, is interesting. I know, right? The cervix, <laughs> which is the divine feminine, the prostate, mm. divine masculine. Oh, interesting. We're paired together. All right. <laughs> we'll go there in a minute. Anyway, so I'm at the doctor with him and um, I get a phone call from the head of HR, the corporate company I was working for. I was responsible for about a thousand people or so, three different locations um, like San Diego, Denver, um, and Phoenix. And, um, I got, um, a call from the head of HR letting me know that my services were no longer needed. I was like, what? what? I'd never been fired in my life. And I was like, what? 52 at the time. I'm like, wow. what? Yeah. Cause I've always met or exceeded expectations. I had just mm. gotten a performance bonus. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I go, is this a joke? Are you punking me? Um, and he's like, well, um, the CEO's just decided to go in a different direction. I'm like, what? So I text my boss, who was the COO, and I go, I just got fired. He goes, me too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, essentially what happened was um, we, I had put together the board deck with my boss. We were having a board meeting. This was a Thursday. This happened. We were supposed to go to the board meeting in Phoenix on Monday. Mm. And we put the board deck together that showed 
Had we been allowed to hire the people that we wanted to hire in the fourth quarter, we would have exceeded Whoa. The, the projections in Q1, but the CEO wouldn't let us hire people. He kept telling us we had to hold the line on expenses. Mm. So what he did is he took our board deck, said we cut too many people, we didn't hire appropriately, fired the two of us and went on a hiring spree. So the divine <laughs> plucked me out of corporate America, let's just say unexpectedly, um, you know, and I was able to negotiate a healthy severance, thank goodness, because I was, you know, wrongfully terminated, obviously. Yeah. And um, the good, the moral of the story is karma exists. Um, he wound <laughs> running the company into the ground to where it is no more t- today, which is really interesting. That was a wow. very, very multi-million dollar company, healthy healthy uh, eight, eight eight or nine figure company at the time that he ran into the ground. Wow. So yeah, no joke. I mean, the crazy thing is we were making the turn. We were on year one of a planned three-year turnaround and everything was moving in the right direction. He just decided, nope, he's not going to take the blame. We were. So mm-hmm. yeah. So the divine's like, okay, you need to do something different. And so I went to an astrologer out in Sedona, Arizona. Great yeah. place. Yeah, Ben? Yeah. Haven't, but I've heard so much amazing stories about Sedona and the energy there, and so many spiritual healers and coaches out there who just they say there's just this energy that they they don't even know how to describe it. It's so magical and powerful. Well, yeah, it's super super amazing. Um, So I went to an astrologer out there, and um, I actually had two retreats planned in Sedona. Because I was working out of Phoenix, so it was no big deal for me to go up there for a long weekend or whatever. And I'm like, now that I'm not working for the company, I'm like, well, I'm paid for them. I'm going. <laughs> so obviously, mine had lots of uh, downloading to give me there. But so I went to the astrologer and I go, okay, tell me what happened to me on March 12, 2020. So she looks in my chart and she goes, oh, that's easy. I'm like, really? She goes, oh, yeah. You moved from being at 29 degrees in this house to uh, zero degrees in the next house. And I go, so what does that mean? She goes, you went from 29, you know, you know 30 years of working for someone else to working for yourself. Oh. The like the day. Like, come on. Oh, you know? you can't, yeah, you can't fuck with that. <laughs> How do you make this shit up? You can't. So I was like, incredible. So I spent a lot of the time, like from the Sedona retreats um, to, you know, I listened to a really good friend of mine who said, look, don't just jump back into the corporate pool, right? You know, Mm. really give yourself some time to think about what do you really want to do? How do you really want to show up in the world? How can you make a difference? Um, And in all of that time of meditating, praying, connecting, trusting my higher self, um, the divine, um, the soul intelligence method was born. Wow. I just yeah. want to say what a journey you've been on and I'm so proud of you for just <laughs> crazy trusting. huh yeah and just trusting and surrendering and listening to that inner wisdom and just saying you know what I-, I surrender I actually finally surrender to what I'm here to do and so many people don't do that they hear the voice but they ignore it and then things go weirder and weirder and they get stressful and I just want to say this is kind of freaky as fuck <laughs> how similar your journey is to mine I was made redundant in 2012 I had a cancer scare it was a cervical cancer what the fuck <laughs> yeah that's where my life changed around as well isn't that nuts <laughs> I, worked, I, I worked as a journalist but then that year I worked in financial publishing 
So mm. I was dealing with a lot of financial firms and like interviewing them. Mm. And um, yeah, I was made redundant. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. Okay. Hearing your story, I'm like, this is me. What the hell? But in a different you're way. You're like, how is this happening? I know. Yeah. I love it. The divine, no accidents. It's just so good. And, so good. And you said this happened in your 50s, right? Were you 52? Is that right? Yeah, I'm 55 in July. Yes. Wow. Well, you don't look it. That, that, you do not look it. You look like you're in your 40s. <laughs> That's crazy. My heart, like, so this happened to me when I was 25. I'm now in my mid thirties. Wow. This is Isn't crazy. It's so crazy. When, when you listen to the divine and you follow what you're meant to do, like everything is blossomed for me. So since developing the soul intelligence method, um, you know, I started my own coaching practice. I actually had gotten my coaching credential years before, but I was just wow. using it to coach people within companies. Mm-hmm. So I was already a certified professional coach. Um, and um, I started, you know, what I knew, right? I did some leadership development. I was doing executive coaching. Um, I got consulting clients. And so I kind of was half in, half out. Mm. And then I started to introduce the soul intelligence method to my private coaching clients. And they really started to dig it. And I was like, ooh, mm. Mm. you know, and then it allowed me to kind of be all of me. And then one of my um, private coaching clients said, look, I, I really want you to work with me full time. And he started using my own coaching methods on me. So it was really oh, interesting wow. <laughs> where you use um, what we'll call a belief plan. I call it a sacred soul script, but basically where you script out um, what you envision. And mm-hmm. then you read that every morning and every night and you reprogram your subconscious for good, basically brainwashing yourself and bringing <laughs> right energy in to manifest what you want. Stuff I'm sure it's like, you know, exactly what you do and know. So then he wow. started to do that. And he's like, you know, and he would start, he would say, you know, you're going to work for me full time someday. You know, you're gonna, I'm like, look, I'm doing my own. I love what I'm doing. And I love working with you. So finally, I started doing part time and I started to coach his executive team and I started to work with his employees and did, you know, leadership development and things. And then lo and behold, last August, he, we finally struck a deal and I said, okay because he's, he's um, an amazing person who I've coached for two years. So I really know this person, right? Inside and out. Um, and I was hesitant, right? Because the divine said I had to still work for me, right? Mm. I couldn't necessarily work for somebody else. And so I'm like, oh, am I betraying my mission? Do I need to like go deeper? Well, the cool thing is, is that I had been using the soul intelligence method with him, with his leadership team, with the company, mm-hmm. with the functional medicine doctors and practitioners, because it's a nutritional products company that works with integrated and functional medicine healthcare practitioners throughout the country. We sell really high quality nutraceuticals um, to them that they use with their patients. So the mission of making the world healthy resonated with me. Um, and one of the things that you know a lot of doctors are exploring now um, with other people like Dr. Joe Dispenza um, out there talking about the power of the mind, the power of bioenergetics. And really what bioenergetics is, is the correlation between your physical health and your mental and emotional wellness, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel good physically, typically mentally, emotionally, you're doing okay. And if you're not feeling great physically, typically mentally and emotionally, you're a wreck too. Um, and we know that the root cause of all dis-ease within the body is typically trapped energy, trapped emotion. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and a lot of us have grown up. It's not even just 
within us it's generational as well so it's handed down from one generation to another so as women I get chills all over preach sister (laughs) (laughs) it's deeply rooted more than we actually realize and I only know this because it took me years to discover this so I've been on my journey for 11 years and I think it was about the fourth or fifth year like lots of things were happening everything was shedding again in my life And it was only until I went within and realized, like, where did these patterns come from? Oh, does it come from mum? Actually, no, it comes from grandma. It must then come from great grandma. That I started to uncover these patterns and how sometimes we have this, like, oh, like serious stuck energy about something. So, for example, like, you know, you find it hard to forgive someone. So I grew up seeing in my household people not forgiving others very quickly. They held on to that resentment for years. Then I looked at my grandma. Then I just saw this pattern. I was like, oh now I get why that's so strong and deeply rooted within me I've got to heal that shit and the moment (laughs) I did that literally Kristen like I set myself free and I have done that ever since with anything and I think a lot of us don't realize that sometimes those patterns that we have are not just from us it comes through our lineage Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things in the soul intelligence method that I can do is I can look at timelines and whether something's ancestral or generational. Mm. Um, I can also do um, a mother or a father uh, clearing, like line, mm-hmm. family line. So clearing seven generations back, seven generations forward um, from the origination. Um, that's really, really helpful and freeing for people too. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're working the same coin, which is really awesome. I love meeting other light workers that are helping to change the world. Um, you, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I was just going to say it's so fascinating how you're saying about how you kind of stayed in the spiritual closet and like how it took you time to actually fully go out there. I think a lot of us, because I was the same, like in the beginning, it's like, oh, maybe I'll do it on the side, see how it goes. It's like our mind <laughs> has been yep. brainwashed to think yeah. that the, just the nine to five world is what we need. So like I started off working with young people after and um, within the media industry because I was a journalist. Then I worked for a charity and I was like, oh, okay, I can do a bit of like their video production for them. Oh, and then I can train for them. Oh yeah, I can go up and down the country. And before I knew it, I realized that I was a coach and I was like, oh, now it's time to step up. But it took doing those little things to actually pull me out of my comfort zone and actually realize that it was possible. And I feel like a lot of us do that in the early stages. We're not like, let's go in let's just do it it's like can I really trust the divine hmm oh, yeah should I trust the divine what's your thought on that yeah I do think there's got to be um there's always the doubt right um and will people think I'm crazy um you know like uh and I just found that the world is so much more magical when you're open to it right mm-hmm. um the, the different synchronicities or, you know, patterns that you see recurring. Um, it, it, you definitely, or at least for me, right. I was kind of putting my toe in the water and then trying to work it in. And then finally, you know, I shared, you know, with the CEO, look, if I'm coming here, I got to be all of me. That means I'm using mm-hmm. the method as part of the leadership and development training I'm doing with our teams. It means we're going to bring the soul intelligence method to the functional medicine community. Um, it means that we have a shared mission of not only making the world healthy, but making the world healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, ultimately, energetically. Mm. Right. And so we just expanded the mission. And so I feel like um, it's kind of interesting. We have split the functions in the company mm-hmm. to where I feel like he holds the divine masculine and I hold the divine feminine and together mm. um, it 
it's absolutely magical. It really, really is. I'm very, very grateful. Wow. Um, for the opportunity with Nutritional Frontiers. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful because, yeah, we need both masculine and feminine. And again, it was interesting what you were saying in the beginning, you know, how, you know, we've been raised to have this whole, you know, masculine energy, get shit done. Like we've grown up in these generations. And I know even with my mom and my grandma, when I look at like my ancestral history, like women have been taught how to be out of their own bodies and to become more like men. Like I remember my mum with the whole shoulder pad area, you know, era where, you know, you had to be a man and, you know, behave more masculine. It was just like normal. Uh And now I look back at it and I grew up that um, in that world as well, obviously a lot later down the line, but with like me growing up as well, like you've, if you want to be taken as a serious as a journalist, you need to be more like toughen up and you need to be more masculine and, you know, don't show your emotions. It just sounds disgusting now, doesn't it? You think, oh my gosh, I know. Well, the more you learn about, you know, quantum physics and how energy works, right? The more you realize, yeah, that you need that intellect, you need that spark, that idea. That's the spark of the electromagnetic field, the electric part. But what magnifies and what brings things into you is the feeling around it. That's what collapses the particle wave and magnifies whatever it is you want into you. And so if your feelings don't match your thoughts, that's why you tend to manifest the stuff that you don't want because you're thinking one thing, but you don't feel worthy or you're thinking one thing and you don't um, believe um, you can actually attain it, right? That's the difference. That's why when the secret came out, it was great. That's like half the equation, you know, like (laughs) that's great. We have to really get to the emotions and the beliefs in order to bring that all together. And it's really interesting too. I've studied, you know, the HeartMath Institute where, you know, they show that the electromagnetic field around your heart is six feet wide. The electromagnetic field around your brain is only two feet wide. So, oh yeah. So six feet, kind of coincidental. COVID, not say anything, but okay. Anyway, so your heart, right, is so much more powerful than your brain. Yet we spend so much time in our ego mind, right? So people could go more into their heart and start trusting their intuition, their gut, tapping into that soul knowing your soul and your heart are never going to steer you wrong, Mm. right? They always tell you the truth. Your body tells you the truth. 100%. And I don't know if you've felt this, but say, you know, you've had like a really bad situation or you've been going through something and you've just kind of gotten your knees and you've prayed to the universe or God or higher power, whatever you want to call it, your heart just opens wide and you just pray for what you want. And suddenly it happens. But yet with your mind, when you're saying, yeah, I'd like this, I'd like that, it doesn't happen quickly. But when you you pray with your heart, something Mm -hmm. magical happens. I I don't even know how to put it into words. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Um, Because it's pure intention, Mm. right. It's coming from that pure place within you. So, um, you know, I'm a big believer in both prayer and meditation. And the way I look at it is prayer is sending out the intention and meditation is listening for the answers. Mm. Um, Right. And just being open and available. And I think too many of us are running around, um, anxious, um, you know, right. Freaking out, like going from thing to thing, to thing, being a human doing, not a human being. And there's so much noise, um, out there and distraction that it's very difficult for someone to make space to go within. But until you're in this receptive place, you're cutting the energy flow off, right? It's like that, um, 
you know, a slinky, if you remember that toy, like when the springs are all tight together, there's no room. There's no room for the energy. It's not going to move. You have to be open to go down the stairs as a slinky, but you have to be open to receive. And most of us, you know, unfortunately through fear and other things have been closed off and anxious and our nervous systems are completely out of whack. And so we're not even able to get ourselves in a state to be able to receive or manifest. 100%. And I think a lot of it is is based on our upbringings. You know, if you look at when we're a baby, we're so innocent and full of love and we trust with our heart and, you know, we, we're so vulnerable. And then as we get older, we start to get programmed by society, by our family, by our friends, anyone really. And before we know it, we're, we're chasing something that we think is life. But actually, is it life or is it we're being chased away from knowing ourselves? And when we have those kind of like, we call it quarter life crisis, midlife crisis, that's when we actually take our power back. That's when we realize that everything that we grew up learning was actually a myth. It wasn't real. And actually reality is, like you said, from the heart center, from actually listening from within, actually asking the divine for help. That's the power and the magic. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Kindred spirits, I'm telling you. <laughs> just work at it, work at it together. Well, the entire mission of the show is to help transform your life. So let's actually, you know what? Let's dive deep in a bit more about bioenergetics. So, how does sure. it help with like stuck energy and emotions? Um, sure. So, um, you know, I mean, to to talk a little bit about um, bioenergetics, really, it's the study. Um, of the connection between the physical and emotional health. And it's about the balance between the mind and the body and the spirit. Um, So um, just like we visit a chiropractor for a biomechanical adjustment, we need to energetically align our bodies too. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody's lower back goes out completely on them, emotionally, it means they feel like their entire world has come out from underneath them, you know, oftentimes financially and otherwise. Um, and going to a chiropractor will certainly help, but it won't actually heal them completely um, mm-hmm. because we really need to get to the root cause of what's causing the dissonance in the frequency, the disharmony in the body, or what energy has dislodged the vertebrae, right? So like what's really going on scientifically? Well, at the very basic level, everyone and everything is energy. Um, you know, here in the States, I think we learned that in like our fourth grade or elementary or your primary school, I think you would say. Really? Um, You know, um, and, you know, we're all protons, neutrons, electrons buzzing around, vibrating. And so we all have an electromagnetic field, right? Mm. And we're all part of the collective magnetic field. So if we go a bit deeper, maybe like our first year of, um, you know, college, (laughs) our bodies are actually protein making machines. So like every cell in your body, except red blood cells make proteins. Mm. And in order for a cell to make a protein, a cell has to be stimulated or regulated. So all of our genes have these libraries of potentials. Um, And the latest research in the field of genetics says that genes don't create the disease. It's the environment that signals the gene that begins to create the disease. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. So less than 1% of people are born with genetic conditions. The other 99% that the abnormalities in our body are created from lifestyle, behavior, and choices. (laughs) So if we talk about our inner environment, right? What you and I are most familiar with and the correlations between our thoughts and our emotions and our physical body, the inner environment is affected by our emotional state. Mm -hmm. And that emotional state is a key factor in sending signals that cause the genes to either do good things, upregulate, 
or downregulate and do bad things. So the inner environment really tells the signal, it sends the signal to the gene and the end product of an experience is called an emotion, energy in motion. So when someone has like an emotionally charged experience or trauma, it sends chemical emotional signals to their body. And it's that signal that begins to change the person's state of being. So their body and their brain are operating um, based on that traumatic event because it changed them biologically. And so that's what happens. Most people start to begin to create beliefs from those past experiences. So like, if you think about it, when you were told for me as a kid, you weren't good enough. So as an adult, you became an overachiever, right? Yeah. Um, since we're our thoughts neurologically and our feelings chemically, we embrace the biology of our past experiences, which ultimately becomes our new state of being because how we think and how we feel creates it. Mm. But here's where it gets really interesting. Um, highly charged emotional events, traumas, can signal the genes to cause the body to change. So um, if you're not giving your body any new information, okay, repetitive negative thoughts, repetitive, that leads to repetitive thinking, self-limiting beliefs, all these toxic emotions, they tend to to feel these repetitive patterns, constantly sending the same information to the genes over and over again. So once the gene's been told that information, the person's constantly living out of balance, that imbalance becomes the new normal and the new internal environment. So meaning the cells keep getting the same instructions, the same instructions produce the same proteins and the person begins to experience ill health or disease within the body or a dissonance in the frequency. And then they come to go to a doctor because something's gone physically wrong. Mm. Right. And so that's why people have such difficulty healing from chronic conditions, you know, or you fix one thing and then something else comes around. Right. Mm. Um, so the way we have to shift this is really working in the fifth dimension or the quantum field. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, energy influencing matter is really a quantum phenomenon. And I believe we, you and I are quantum yeah. healers. Okay. <laughs> so, um, your body literally changes, um, you know, you can rewrite a new pattern because you give new information to the body. Okay. So like Dr. Joe Dispenza is a neuroscientist. Um, and he shared like, um, you know, some experiments where, um, people with type two diabetes were exposed to a really funny one hour comedy show and they laughed really super hard for an hour. Um, they measured these people before and after to see whether or not their genes upregulated. 20 genes were upregulated just by people changing their mood. Mm. So they changed their internal state and they were able to instruct new genes to upregulate and make the healthy proteins. Mm. Um, another study out of UCLA um, showed that men with prostate cancer were able to upregulate new genes for health and downregulate those genes for prostate cancer by meditating daily for 60 days. Wow. Not that. Yeah, this is the best part. Wow. Not only that, but they lengthened their telomeres, which basically increased their longevity, meaning their biological age, not their chronological age. So basically turn back time in essence. Um, so, you know, when, you know, how do you affect your internal state? Well, one of the ways you can is with the soul intelligence method, right? Um, it gets, you know, my method gets to the root cause of chronic illness by addressing what's stuck, what energy is not in motion. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when energy is not in motion, that's when the trouble starts. And with this um, method, I'm able to release physical, emotional, and mental tension. That's really the root cause of most of our problems. Um, you know, probably what makes it more unique from other healing approaches is that it requires zero compliance, which means the only thing you have to do is show up and receive, right? You don't get to, you don't have to relive trauma. You just get to sit back and relax. I do most of my work over Zoom. Um, and it just makes it more accessible and less invasive for people who might be hesitant to try other approaches. Wow. That's so powerful. Wow. <laughs> I'm blown away. And it's beautiful to hear because there are so many people with like chronic illnesses, health conditions who, and, and, and I definitely think that the medical system doesn't help. You know, you're in an environment that's fear-based, right? So you go there, it's all fear and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you end up even feeling worse than you first arrive. And so the work that you're doing, it's like, you know, we're healing all that stuff. We're letting it all go. We're allowing you to be in the present moment and actually happier. And the thing is, it's fascinating what you were saying, because for me, like so I'll have to explain it (laughs) but like um (laughs) it's the only way to explain it you know you know how it is um so I was born with a kidney defect I didn't know till I was 28 years old when my body shut down I my mum worked in the kidney renal unit as a nurse so I've obviously understand and energetically I understand it now so obviously it wasn't my fear in my body it was her patient's fear the ones that were on dialysis because she was dealing with people at the the low end where you know like it was life or death so whatever they were feeling or sensing whilst she was pregnant with me I obviously as a baby picked it up so that fear yeah so that fear then obviously became within me because growing up I was always so fearful like very like ambitious but also fearful like you know I wouldn't think of the positives. I think the worst case scenario, oh my God, I must do this because then this could happen. Like, And the, the, the picture would be so big and fearful. Like I look back and think that was just ridiculous, Skirts. What were you thinking? But... <laughs> right. And so that was my whole life, you know, fear-based, everything. Oh, no, I've got to do this. I've got to succeed. I've got to do this. Oh, you know, as a woman, I've got to do this. And, you know, this is how my mind was working growing up. And then when the, the kidney problem happened where I was bedbound, you know, and I spent two years fighting doctors. Doctors wanted to remove my kidney because they were like, it's a weak kidney. It's smaller than the other and given excuses. And I fought and it was draining. Again, this is why I understand the energy of the medical system, because it's so tiring that mm-hmm. it actually depletes you more as you're trying to heal. And so I managed to find um, a surgeon who agreed to operate on me and sort out the problem that was going on. That was all great. Then I ended up with kidney disease. And then the body was shutting down and it was like, what is going on? And I just remember thinking, you know what? I do not want to be like one of my mom's patients. This is not the end for me. I know there's something better. And obviously by then I'd be working on my energetic side. I understood like being focused on the positives, even when I was in pain. And within seven months, I healed it. And it wasn't just through mindset. It was obviously through diet and trying different things that I healed it. And and the doctors were like, it's a miracle. And I'm like, no, it's, it's possible. Anything's possible. But again, it's what you're saying, it's energy, it's environment. And so having grown up in that environment of fear and like, you know, already it was like in my system, I had to reprogram myself to think positive and focus on positive things in order to set myself free. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, you know, kidney problems to me um, are usually like ancient sadness and fear that won't go away. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you were able to already know, right, and figure that out is huge, absolutely huge. Um, And um, that you were able to heal it. And I think, you know, one of the things that I love about functional and integrative medicine is that they treat the body as a whole. 
Mm. right? It's not, it's not just what's going on with you physically. It's what's going on with you mentally and emotionally, energetically. And I think if we look at ourselves as, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, we are energy, everything is energy. Mm. And so it stands to reason then that energy can get stuck in people, places, or things, and it can get stuck in your mental, emotional, and physical body. And so it takes all of those things to fully heal, you know, which is why to your point, you know, yes, probably some of the traditional medicine helped, but probably some of the energy work also helped, right? Same in my case. I don't, I think it can coexist together. And I think that's what we need to do is to treat the body as a whole. That's why I'm grateful that you're doing this because had I had someone like yourself going through that journey, oh my God, it would have made life easier because you just feel like you're in a battlefield. You know, you're trying to be positive and focus on everything, but then you're you're receiving resistance on the other side from the medical world. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, like I discovered that I had kidney disease without them knowing I had kidney disease. And they were like, how did you find out? And it's because I spoke <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah, because I got the numbers and I found out and I, I got my EGR numbers, EF, sorry, EGF numbers and things like that that I was told to get. Mm-hmm. And that's when I discovered I had stage two at the time. So had I not known this, I, I would have ended up on stage five, but I reversed it. And they were like, how on earth did you do that? So it's... It's again, it's that thing we were talking, going back to, it's trusting your intuition, listening to your body. Like I knew deep down in my body and my soul that I did not need to remove my kidney. I knew it was wrong. And that's why I fought because I, had I done that, I think I'd be even worse than where I, where, where I was at that time. At that time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, I love hearing that. You know, it's so cool. Like you healed yourself from from kidney failure. I healed myself from, you know, cervical cancer. Um, it's really, really crazy, crazy what you can do. It's right? Our are, yeah, our bodies are meant to heal themselves. That's what they're designed to do. You know, and sometimes you need support in the physical. Sometimes you need support energetically, and it's bringing all of those things together so that you can heal completely. I feel like the takeaway today is that. No matter where you are in your life, whatever you are, if you're going through a health condition, there is a solution. Just don't focus on the fear. Obviously, the medical system is fear-based. Listen to like what they say. However, find somebody, find someone like Christine um, to help you to heal and to actually finally take your power back. I think it's just important. I think we need more people like you out there that can help because it is it's difficult. It's tough when you're going through a health condition and you don't know what to do and you're told one thing, but your body's going, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We are coming towards the end of the show. Um, what are your five top tips for someone who is struggling to let the past go and what can they do to move forward? Wow. That's a great question. Um, you know, uh, the first First place I would always start um, is, uh, you know, to go within. That's probably the best things, you know, limit the number of distractions. Um, One of the ways if you really struggle, you know, as a type A personality all the time, um, even today, um, my best meditations are usually guided um, so that I can trick my mind into getting into that relaxed state. Um, But the other way that I do that um, to to really get quiet and go within, to be able to find the answers and tap into my higher self is to be out in nature, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of connecting to um, the divine in that way. So whether it's, you know, being on a mountain or whether it's being at a beach or just taking a walk, 
um, and really listening and tapping into the earth and the primordial sound of the universe, the OM. Um, those are things that I really feel bring me, ground me and bring me back in. Um, and that's typically where I start or where I recommend people start. Um, you know, I, I talk about really the four levels of consciousness and that, you know, that level is the highest level for me. Cause that's when you're in that oneness place where you feel one with all, you just kind of lose yourself and maybe the sound of the waves. Mm -hmm. Um, but most of us, us, you know, operate at the first level of consciousness, which is, you know, victim, villain, hero. He said, she said the drama <clears throat> and the second level of consciousness for me. And that's really like life is happening to me, right? The, you just kind of feel like it's all coming in on you. The next level is really life is happening for me. And that's when you look at life as like life university. What lesson is here for me? You know, what do I need to learn from this situation? How am I going to grow? How am I going to come out stronger? Um, and then the next level is life is happening through me. And that's really the place that I'm in when I'm working with someone doing the soul intelligence method. I'm asking my higher self, the divine of all that is to come through me and that my thoughts and my words and my actions all help um, for the person's best and highest good. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last level of consciousness is life is happening as me, right? And that's where I feel that oneness concept and feel like I'm one with all and I kind of can lose myself in nature for those brief moments. Um, you know, but then the second you pull out into traffic, you're back down at the first level, cursing at the person who cut you off. So <laughs> you can't live there, right? <laughs> we can go there like glimpses on the mountain. But um, usually I try and operate from life is happening for me to life is happening through me most of the time. And that allows me to kind of flow through things. Um, certainly if somebody, um, you know, is really having trouble um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually working, you know, using a method like the soul intelligence method, where we can actually find out what's stuck in your subconscious, what's stuck in your physical body. What, what are you carrying potentially from a past life into this life? That's making it more for difficult for you to release or what ancestral patterns are there or what archetypes or repetitive patterns are going on in your life or what are these self-limiting beliefs that are holding you back from achieving you know what you're setting out to do like those are the kinds of things that I can look at in a soul intelligence method session nice beautiful thank you for sharing those and yeah guys do check out Christine's work and just 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 have a chat see how she can help you and just yeah trust from within and see what needs to be cleared what are you most grateful for? Oh my God. <laughs> what am I most grateful for? I am most grateful for um, the awakening, right? Mm -hmm. um, being uh, really feeling my divine connection, um, having a close connection with the divine on a daily basis, um, being able to. Um, help others through the power of soul intelligence and, and really help make the world healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually following the path. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm really grateful that, um, the divine plucked me out of corporate America and put me right where I was supposed to be. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. What my last question is what shines your inner light? What I, you know, I used to take on other people's stuff. Mm. Okay. So if you're naturally empathic, you feel other people's emotions. I remember growing up, my dad was um, a very difficult individual to love. And um, 
I would physically feel myself change when I was around him. Like I wouldn't like me. I wouldn't like how I felt. And it took me a long time to figure out what that was. And what I was doing is I was tapping into his misery and his emotions and trying to work them through my body. Mm. And what I realized is, okay, I don't have to take on other people's stuff. All I need to do is to shine my light outward, you know, kind of like the metaphor, you know, lighthouses don't run around looking for places to shine their light. They stand there and they shine it out. Right. (laughs) So trying to just be me, um, and, um, just embracing the uniqueness and allowing your gifts to shine outward and using your gifts for good. Really. I think that's it. That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Christine, for being on the show and helping so many people to shift their lives and really trust from within. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been great chatting with you and your audience. And I sincerely look forward to um, hearing uh, great things um, continuing for both of us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Infinite Trust. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at imgerds. Also sign up for my newsletter at girdshandle.com where I'm giving out this amazing freebie which is all about discovering your root cause. And also check out my Infinite Trust coaching program where if you're ready to transform trauma and learn to trust yourself, you can powerfully move forward in your life. Now before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Leave who you were. Love who you are. Look forward to who you'll become. That's a quote by Fearless Soul. Take care, my sisters. Bye.